Hi, Karen. Happy Friday and happy Elijah Woods 41st birthday. <laughs> is there a soundtrack that comes like, like, like I don't should. wait, is today Elijah Woods birthday or when this airs? So this airs on, I guess, what is it? The 31st of January. So listeners, it is right now the 28th of January. And today, today is Elijah Woods birthday, January 28th, which I, my 12 year old self will never allow me to forget ever for the rest of my life. I really, I love this for you. I love this. <laughs> I love this for 12 year old you. Like when you were 12, what did you do on this day? Oh, it's such a good, it's such a good question. I actually don't think I did anything for his birthday. I should okay. start a tradition though, because that's so when I loved him so much and I sent him letters every day for a year asking him to come to my 13th birthday. I was really hoping that he would, have I ever told you the story? Oh, this is totally a thing. That's, this is, I am totally springing this on you. So basically I was, backstory, 30 second backstory. I was in love with Elijah Wood after the adventures of Huck Finn came out, the Disney movie when I was 12, literally 12. And I was so in love with him that I was like, this is who I'm meant to be with, obviously. And like, P.S., no one in my group of friends liked him at all. But anyway, and so um, I ended up going into like the back of Teen Bopper and, you know, Tiger Beat magazine. If you grew up in the 80s, you know what I'm talking about. And so um, there was a like listing for his agent, I guess, in Burbank, California, and so I sent a letter every day for an entire year asking Elijah to come to my birthday on June 17th. And I was so obsessed with it. And they sent, they ended up, not, well, he didn't show up, spoiler alert. Um, but he then uh, sent me a um, black and white photo and he signed it. So, but he very doubtedly was actually the person that signed it because the cursive was way too good for a 13 year old boy. Cause he's six months older than me. Yeah. I have so many questions. Katie. There's a lot to unpack. So, <laughs> yeah. so many questions. <laughs> this is kind of a mini pod, so I'm not going to be able to get to all of them, but um, <laughs> I don't know where to start. I, there's this part of my brain that just jumped to, can I get Elijah Wood to come to your next for Like, I just am really oh gone to this place in my head. That's just like, how can I make this happen for you? I really, I so appreciate that. I really want to meet him now. And it's the weirdest thing because I have zero interest in him, like genuinely no interest. I mean, I think my like my romantic interest in him ended when I was 14. Like, I think sure. it lasted for two full years. I mean, maybe 13 and a half, probably. I kind of forgot about him, but I can't forget about the facts such as his birthday being January 28th. And so, and that he was born in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Anyway, I could, I could go on, but like he, um, yeah, I mean, it would be really cool to meet him maybe just for the selfie. I don't know what I would do with the selfie though. I would want to like go back in a time machine and give it to my 12 year old self. Yes, exactly. I'm thinking this is some inner child healing work. Oh, like, yes. deep. So true. So, okay. Quick question. Is it Elijah Wood? There's some celebrity who does like wild selfies. Like 
people like does piggyback ride like he doesn't oh, just do know. a selfie with you it's just like he, oh my god well, I don't know what celebrity this is there I saw it on Instagram but like every selfie with this whoever this actor is he just goes all in on being as absurd and super into it as possible oh my god I love that for him I hope it's him <laughs> and also him. I would be very excited if I give gave him a piggyback ride he's definitely smaller than me physically <laughs> like, like for sure <laughs> like he's He's kind of a smaller guy, but like he, I, I mean, who knows? I've never actually seen him, but I would be happy to give you a pig. That's weird. I don't know. I feel like we're getting into sexual territory right now, but like a piggyback ride is not sexual, but whatever. I would be happy to give you a, a piggyback ride. Just putting it out there. Katie, not a naked piggyback ride. Just like, <laughs> oh God, no, you wear, I'm whoa. exactly. Okay, wear no. a biohazard suit. I don't give a shit. I don't have to like, touch you at all. You know, like. Oh my god. Oh god. Yeah, anyway. So once again I ask myself, how did we get here? Yes. How did we every get? time. I mean, every time. But it's very nice to see you, Karen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Happy episode 73. Holy shit. By the way, oh we're totally god. in season seven. Seven. And I forgot to even say that. Like what? I mean, probably five, five episodes at least ago. No, no. This is the first episode of season seven. Oh, nice. Okay, fine. So you're right. I think, okay. you're, I think you're right. Right. Because we're we 12. I think I did the math on this. Um, oh my gosh, Tanya's gonna be like, ladies, do some <laughs> listen. Okay, so we've 12 episodes per season. So every episode ends on a multiple of 12. 72 then was the end of season six. So then 73 is the beginning of season seven. Perfect. We're right on track. Oh, hello. I love that. Oh, hello. Hello, season seven. Hello, season seven. What? Look at um, us. Look at us. We're going to be up to like 77 seasons someday. And we're going to be like, wow. <laughs> seven was so long ago. Oh yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, so I have I have to tell you about my week. It Nothing happened. <laughs> nothing <Excellent>. happened. <laughs> Except I just I just worked. I'm not even mad about it. I was kind of like challenged at work. Everything's fine. Like, just like, it was kind of interesting. And it's one of those weeks, Karen, I don't know if you've ever had weeks like this where like every day is, it's almost like, how did I go through eight or nine hours or 10 hours of work? And now I'm watching Netflix again. And now I'm sleeping again. And now I'm eating again. And it's like, it really felt like kind of a zombie sitch, but like at the same time, like I was like participating and being okay with it for some reason. I saw no friends. I saw a few Mm. neighbors like walk down the street and I was kind of weird about it. And I, I just wasn't in the mood. Like I was like, I'm kind of cool with myself right now. Like I just don't really want to talk to anybody. And so I didn't, and I don't really know where this week went. Like I just worked. I mean, I don't know how many weeks I have like that. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's weird. Like the fact that it's Friday night, I know it's Friday night because we're hanging out, but like, otherwise I would have no markers at all that this isn't Tuesday. Totally. Like the passage of time. Okay. So small sidebar, I'm going to Berkeley for two weeks. Oh, of course (gasps) I'll be recording here. Yeah. I'm so excited. Like, but to see friends and to do another housing swap in February, and I'm going to go to the office of the place that I'm in a contract with right now for like Mm. maybe two of the days. And I am kind of nervous about it, Karen, because Mm. I'm like, well, first off, what am I going to wear? Obviously, first, first question. Second question is how am I going to make the meetings? Like, really? Like, I, I'm like, I can just 
log on, log off. Like there's never any, I mean, in the middle of one of my meetings today, Karen, I had to go to the bathroom and I had to be like, just give me a sec. Like, Jesus Christ, it went 30 minutes over. Like I, and so I don't know how, how do you, how do you do life in person? <laughs> like I, I don't really know. Ooh. Work life in person. Oh my God. You're totally right. I mean, I, I haven't no been idea. to an in-person work meeting. Yeah. In more than two years. Totally. Like you have to account for commuting and like small talk in the hallway. And I'm like, I'm not going to be productive during those 35 seconds where I'm going to be small talking with people that I'm like, that's not acceptable. And then I'm like, oh, I'm fucked up. <laughs> this <No>. is not good. <laughs> oh, ooh. well, and yeah. people can see your whole body. Oh, I know. I mean, seriously, they can see my legs. Also, Zoom has a nice glaze, if you will, a filter of making me look five years at least younger. And now people are going to be like, oh, mm -hmm. that man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to say anything, but they're going to be like, mm, didn't realize that. First of all, I don't think they're going to say that. Thank you. They totally want to think it. You are frozen in time. <laughs> Second of all, you're going to be thinking that about them. Oh, a hundred percent. They're all going to be right. just disgusting zombies. Like not really yes. when they're just beautiful Barbie dolls right now. No, I'm just kidding. But like, kind of, I mean, it's mm -hmm. kind of weird. I don't know. Like people do look weird on zoom, not weird, but like different in real life, obviously. Well, and some people do, I feel like strenuously exercise the filter function. That's true. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like I don't, I know that it exists. I have a coworker who is obsessed with drawing her eyebrows on, on zoom. Like there's something that like gives you perfectly sculpted eyebrows that like follows your face around. And she's like kidding. That's a thing. You're not, not. <laughs> yes. No, seriously. So I know it's a thing. Like you can just put like a soft glow around yourself, your eyebrow, like you can judge yourself up with the filters and yeah, I don't think we're ready for real life work. I don't meetings. think so either. I mean, we, I just feel like you're going to want to walk around with like a, a screen in front of you so people can just continue seeing it like in real life. <laughs> like that is a business opportunity. People like <laughs> create that. It would be awkward as hell, but oh my God, I don't know. That is, that's so, that's crazy. I didn't realize that you could draw on eyebrows and do that yes. level. I love the strenuous exercising <laughs> of filters. That is such a wonderful descriptor because that's real. I mean, people, people definitely do. And yeah, I mean, oh God. I mean, who knows? Maybe some of my coworkers are like in their eighties and I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually holograms. You have no idea this whole time. Totally holograms. Today's episode of Of Course I'm Not Okay, the podcast is brought to you by giving yourself permission to change your mind. Listeners, if you listened to the last episode, I was kind of down on the Netflix show, Emily in Paris. Specifically, I said it was dumb. So I have been thinking a lot about that and it's not dumb. Um, I think parts of it might be a little dumb, but I think that the truth is, is that I'm actually getting a tremendous amount of joy out of it. And it is bringing me light in my life and therefore um, I'm giving myself permission to change my mind and take back that negative comment and replace it with a positive one which is that you know it's actually really nice especially now so 
Thank you, Changing Your Mind, uh, for sponsoring this podcast. Anyway, how are you doing? I'm just blabbing away about Elijah Wood. Oh my goodness. I, well, I'm excited for you to go to Berkeley. I love when you get to go to the Bay Area. It makes me very happy. Thank you. I'm excited too. Uh, I really, I'm going to make this one of my, uh, if we do gratitude shout outs or sponsor spots today, I got to give a shout out to Tamara Levitt because meditating again has completely gotten me through what an emotional fucking roller coaster my life is right now. Really? Yeah. It's just the best. It's really, I, I just feel like it has built this like reservoir of like, like calm of like Zen of like, I'm going to take a deep breath and it's going to be okay because I have had some shit come at me this week and it's like, okay, well, I super triggered, but I'm just going to sit here and breathe. What the fuck? What else am I going to do? Yeah. I don't know what I, I really, I don't know what my nervous system would be doing if I hadn't spent the last like 20 something days meditating every day. That's so awesome. I mean, I also wonder if there's like a brain body association with, at least for me, there is when I hear Tamara's voice, mm. like it does actually make me calm down. Or even when I press the app and it, like, I hear the rain sounds or whatever sounds people can choose, but like the one I choose is the rain. And I, it really like, it's almost like I kind of like go into the gear of like, okay, I'm powering down right now. Like I'm going to be okay. It's like having something in your toolbox. That's so wonderful that it's helping you. Yeah. I am really grateful for it. And I, mine, when the app opens, it says, take a deep breath. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I, try I get a little, like that little splash screen is take a deep breath. I love it. Yeah. I just, a lot of, um, lots of drama, lots of other people's anxiety, lots of bad news this week, lots of bad COVID news this week. Oh no. I know. Um, yeah, I, I really, it, I'm really like struggling with like the fact that I like work alone in my house. I leave once a week, maybe right now to go get groceries. And there are people who are very exposed and who are very much so dealing with it in their very close lives. And I just, my heart goes out to people and I just, it's just this huge divide. I feel like that has always been happening, but I feel like a lot of us have been talking about there are people in our lives who know so many people with COVID right now. Yeah. And then there are people in our lives who are completely unaffected by the pandemic entirely right now, or completely like just desensitized to it. So yeah. 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 These two different camps. And it's like, even within that, there are even more camps of like, you know, like people like you and I who are able to totally isolate and still make a living. And, and then there are people who have kids that the kids are either in school or out of school, or depending on the day, if there's quarantine and then there's, yeah, it's a lot. And people who are, you know, essential workers or workers that don't, are not able to do computer work. I mean, there's just such an enormous amount of inequity in this situation alone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, so that's weighing on my mind. And like I said, bad news, drama, just trying to breathe through it every day and get through every day and just stay grateful. Like I I feel like my go-tos right now are the daily calm. And when I get up at 2.46 AM every morning, I just journal. That's (laughs) awesome. 
take advantage of the fact that I'm awake. Yeah. Do you have like a process for journaling where you like, I know some of my friends are like, I'm, I always write down the three things I'm grateful for first, or like, does, is there like a process that helps you or is it just anything in your head is fair game for writing about it? Anything in my head is fair game. I start everyone by writing down the time just because I, when I go back and read them, I think it's interesting. Like, oh, 313. Yeah, four, totally. 14, you know, 9 a.m. Um, and lately I've been, um, so putting the whole date and then like theming the day. Ooh, love that. Right. And so sometimes they're like lyrics. Sometimes they're just like, like random expressions that have popped into my head. And it's not necessarily the theme for the day, but it's the theme of what I'm thinking about as I wake up and I start journaling. That's so cool. That's such, and does that help like set the tone for the day? Like, do you remember the themes? Oh, sometimes I do. If they're very intentional, like one of the days it was like, I don't, something about love, right? Like showering yeah. the people around you with love or something cheesy like that. And so like, I just went through the day, like, okay, I'm going to do things I love today. And, you know, interact with people I love today, that kind of thing. That's so nice. One day this week, it was a random, oh my God, was it the, I can't remember which band it was. Oh, damn. Do you remember the song Love Fool? Love Fool. Hmm. It's from like one of the Austin Powers movies. I'm totally not going to sing it. It's Love Fool. Uh, it's love me, love me, say that, say you, that love you love me. 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 <laughs> Go on in it. Is that not the Cranberries? Oh, no. Uh, it's the, the Cardigans. The Cardigans. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. 90s. Right. I know. So good. It was like, oh, I am having a Gen X day. Let's do this. <laughs> yes. That is amazing. Also, I might try to do the theming. I mean, that is just such a cool idea. It's so creative, Karen. I love it. Wow. Thanks for sharing. That's really cool. Absolutely. Wow. Also, so your week that you're saying there's drama and there's bad news and that definitely feeds into our topic of exhaustion. So I, this topic really like has been kind of rummaging around in my head for like the past two or three weeks. And the reason why is because I can honestly not tell you how many people I have talked to that are absolutely bone tired. And like, I think part of it, like some of it I've like chalked up to, and I'm not trying to diminish any of their experiences. And I wonder if some of it has to do with this societal pressure of like to feel refreshed in the new year and to like have, you know, your goals or your intentions or the word of the year, whatever the hell is your thing. And like, and there's just like a disconnect between like that narrative and how people are actually feeling in their bodies. But just today I was listening to a Marco Polo from a friend who is not usually very like emotive. Like she doesn't really like to talk about her emotions that much, but she was saying that she actually thought that she was pregnant because oh. she was so emotional and has been for like the last two or three weeks. And that like things are just off and she feels off and she took a test and she's not pregnant and she's really happy about that. And you know, she's fine, but it just makes me think. And I know that like mercury, mercury is in retrograde and yes. that is so real. It just makes me think like, is this a thing? Like, so, I mean, I would say like more than a dozen people in my life have said like, I'm so tired. Like they can't get, a, they can't get their heads around it. Like it's so, they're so tired. Have you ever been hearing any of that? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 No, really? I definitely, yes. have been hearing people talk about how exhausted they are and they don't have any energy and 
I think it's winter, it's panorama fatigue. I also wonder if we're supposed to slow down during the winter. I just keep thinking about bears. <laughs> it's like the like one of my favorite yes. Instagram follows, right? Is the National Park Service and they had the like fat bear contest. Oh, famous. No. Oh my god. So bears, brown bears, I think grizzly bears, some kind of bears y'all. Bears hibernate during the winter. Like they just yeah. sleep, right? So when they come out of hibernation, they're super skinny. So they spend the whole warm season just gorging themselves. (laughs) What sounds amazing. I completely relate to exactly. They gorge themselves on food. And so the national park service had this like photo competition of like, who was the best giant or who was like the fattest bear? Like, and they had these before and after photos of like a bear coming out of hibernation and then about to go into it. And like how much weight they gain. It's so funny. I'm picturing it. Amazing. Enormous. And then they go back to sleep. And I feel like I just can't, oh, this is so Carrie Bradshaw. I can't help but wonder. I couldn't help but wonder, like, are we supposed to be doing some version of that? Like, mm. are we supposed to be slowing down, not sleeping, obviously, but not gorging, not gaining 800 pounds. <laughs> but like, is this a time to slow down? Is winter a time when we're supposed to like, you know, slow everything down, but our culture and the way our everything works, there's, that's not built into anything. You got to work just as hard on January 28th as you do on July 28th. Totally. It never stops. And like, we wonder why we're burning out. I love the idea of thinking about bears. I'm definitely going to (laughs) include a, if you know, you know, big fat bear picture in our Instagram for sure. For sure. He was great. Yes. And exactly like, oh, I should do the the winner of that's such a good idea. (laughs) Be like the bear. I mean, there's also a book that came out. I think it was last year. Maybe it was in 2020 called wintering. Have we talked Mm. about this? Have you read that book? No. Okay. So I, I haven't read it yet, but it's on every, like if you go into a bookstore, every bookshelf, especially right now, because it's winter. But the idea is like this, this like powering down intentionality that like people can have to like really slow down their lives and like it fighting against the societal expectation that we're the same. We had the same productivity in January as in July. I mean, it's really, it's like, you think about people who are artists, like, let's say that like major, major artists who are, you know, super, super famous and, or any artist, but like, there are seasons for creativity. Like there, like, you know, I want to think of a female name for an artist. And all I can think of is Vincent van Gogh right now. Oh. And I wish I could think of one that's like a woman. Cause I don't want to always refer to white guys. Um, <sighs> Annie Leibovitz. Uh, yes. there we go. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Sure. There you go. So Annie Leibovitz, she is this like probably one of the most famous photographers of all time. And like, I guarantee you that she doesn't try to produce every minute of every day. Like, it's like, she probably has moments where she like goes underground or like years, years, you know? And it's just, it makes me think that like, why can't we do the same thing? And, but at the same time, it's like very hard. Like, this is such a cool idea and concept. And yet, in, in like the, 
day-to-day reality of people's experiences. How do you do that? And it's like, that's what I think so many people in my life are butting up against. And I'm not saying that I'm not butting up against it. I'm not feeling exactly the same way. And I think part of it is because I'm like excited about work right now. And there's other things that are going well in my life, but at the same time, I have felt that way during the panorama for sure. Um, it's just like the concentrated number of people who are like telling me about this. I'm like, Whoa, like what's going on? Like what is going on? And I wonder how much of it is an extension of the whole blue Monday thing. Like, Oh yeah, totally. Like people took all of this time off at the holidays to quote unquote recharge. It was super fucking stressful because of Omicron and everything going on. Yeah. And then you go back to work and you're expected to work this other, this next, however long stretch of time with no time off and no vacation. Of course we're exhausted. Mm-hmm. Totally. I mean, I so appreciate the, the, um, the, what is it? The article that you sent me from the Harvard business mm. review. Oh my gosh, Karen, I'm pulling it up right now. This is so on the nose. Like, do you want to introduce it or do, should I go ahead? Um, so great. I will. All right. So y'all, uh, the headline in the story is what to do when you're stuck in the survival zone, survival zone, um, dated January 24th of this year by Tony Schwartz, um, under the tag stress management, which I love. I really love Harvard Business Review. I have to admit. Same. I do too. It's all about leadership and compassionate leadership. It's very surprising. Like I, I wouldn't have thought to associate the kinds of things they have with Harvard, but mm-hmm. I know they're legit. Like it's really good. Yeah. So I will just say that and I'll let you, what, so what do you like about this? I absolutely love this article and I so appreciate you sending it and I'll definitely put it as a link in the description of the podcast. Um, okay. So the article for people who are interested goes basically through how we manage our energy. And so like, I loved just like the, there are four energy quadrants, this guy, Tony says. And so the first energy quadrant is the performance zone, which is basically just when you feel good, like you're just feeling high energy, you're feeling positive, like you feel optimistic. And then, you know, next to that is the renewal zone where it's like, you're actually feeling kind of serene and mellow and peaceful. And I really like that because he was saying how like the way to sustain high well-being is really to move regularly between performance and renewal. So it's kind of like performance and rest. And that's kind of how I equated it. But then the other two energy zones are the survival zone when your energy is really high, but it's very negative. So you feel like irritable and fearful and self-critical. And then the other one is the burnout zone where your energy is really low and you feel negative and you feel helpless and exhausted. That's what I'm seeing in my friends for sure. Um, I mean, for sure. But like what I also loved is that he had tips, like Mm -hmm. legit tips on like what to do if you're in the, you know, like the survival zone or the burnout zone. So yeah. What, what kind of things resonated with you? I guess I'm just going through the article, but yeah. I mean, I love this. So I will tell you the tip that I have been doing this week. It is create a safe space for yourself within yourself. Think about a person, place, animal, or activity that makes you feel safer and secure. Kids have their lovies, everything from stuffed animals to blankies to make them, to keep them company and provide comfort. And I decided this week that whenever I had a negative thought or was like ruminating about something bad or like that, ah, that I was going to think about my cat. Sorry, Haya, not Haya, but my, my little black cat, um, she like sometimes gets like really, she just follows me around. 
Like, you know what I mean? As I walk around the apartment, she follows me around. She climbs the walls. She like talks to me. She like wants to know what I'm doing. And I was just decided like, when I start to go to this dark place in my head, I'm just going to think of Holler. Her nickname is the bean. I'm going to think about the bean climbing the wall to hang out with me. And it totally, Katie, it was the weirdest thing. I was like having this, I was going down this, like spiraling down this road. And then I just thought like cat and I totally snapped out of it. Wait, seriously? Shit, you not. Dude, this is a Jedi master piece <laughs> of content right now because I am like not even kidding. That's that's actually really incredible because I bet it was like an interruption for your brain. Yeah. Really? Wait. Oh, wait. Here, I have to show you this. Oh, listeners, you can't see this. So um, Americano Angel a couple weeks ago brought me a care package. Having a hard time. And it's this little cat like it's like a little flower so pencil cute. holder it's got like a little ear and so when i thought cat i looked over and i happened to see this so now i have this by my desk so oh. when i start to freak out i can look over and i'm like cat and then wow. i think about the bean and i calm down today's episode of of course i'm not okay the podcast is brought to you by evernote which is the app that I use to journal. So like I said earlier, I have been getting through this hard time with the Calm app and with journaling and Evernote. Thank you for keeping all of my secrets. It's like that childhood journal that we all had with a little key and then one of our siblings would break into it and we'd be really upset or the number of people. I can't believe how many people I know in my life, Katie, who have found out their partners were cheating by reading their journals, which they kept in their nightstand right next to the bed. Yo, why are you writing about your affair in your journal next to your spouse's head? Anyway, I digress. Thank you, Evernote, for sponsoring this podcast. That's so cool. It's like, and it's like that connection with the lovey in the article. It's so real though. It's like some people still have their loveys or their stuffed animals from when they were kids. That's so, that's so valid you know like there's a reason that when we're a kid we need like some sort of something that's just for us and like why wouldn't we need that when we're an adult like why do stuffed animals go out of style when you're an adult like that's not okay if stuffed animals are your thing right (laughs) i mean that's such a cool idea i'm gonna have to think about what my thing is it's a really cool thing to like think about something that brings you peace and then having it like just interrupt your thought process also that's beautiful. Okay. So one of his pieces of advice is take up, take up something you enjoy just for its own sake. So this writer says he fell in love with ballroom dancing in college. And then after college, he basically just didn't do it. And then he picked it back up in his sixties and he's fallen in love with it all over again. I mean, I think that like, this is actually something that's really hard for me, Karen, like as much Mm -hmm. as I love to preach that I love creativity and like go to the thing that makes you feel alive and play and all this stuff. I actually have a hard time with it. The one thing that I, and I want to do it. It's like, I giving myself permission to like do something that's just like totally silly. I used to be able to do this. I've definitely had moments where I could do this and lately I haven't. And so this morning though, I did a dance class on zoom and it had the dual purpose clearly of like, just, you know, being a good exercise, but it also gave me like a tremendous amount of joy. And so mm. there's that, and that's really great. But 
I think I'm going to have to think about other stuff. Like I keep thinking about collaging, collaging, collaging. <laughs> How do you say it? Collaging. Um, but like, <laughs> seriously. Um, but like, it's, you know, I have so many magazines all over my house and I like save them. Cause I'm like, I'm going to collage someday. And then I don't, I just wait for vision boarding workshops. And I'm like, the only time that this is even socially acceptable is when I'm doing a fucking vision board. No, that's not true. I could collage and not do anything with it. But I keep thinking like, if I do, if I make a piece of art that I'm going to have to give it away. And I'm like, no, I need to do it for myself. So anyway, <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about these things clearly. Well, I love it because it incorporates so many of our recent episodes, the creating time for art, the rediscovering past joy. There's a lot of good stuff in there. I love this article. I am so glad you liked it too and want to talk about it. And I hope people who are feeling exhausted know that they're not alone and that you're not lazy and that this like hustle harder, it's the new year, get into it is some bullshit. And if you're tired, you're tired. Another right. recent episode was about rest. <laughs> that was actually it. very well listened to. I just looked at the <laughs> metrics recently and I was like, damn, like we had a bunch of people. So that's clearly on top of people's minds. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's like, if you're exhausted, like I remember I used to have this coach and I would tell her, I'm like, I'm just so tired all this time. She's like, then take a nap. Like she was like, she was really nice about it, but she, and I was like, well, I think it means something else. And she's like, honestly, Katie, it might just mean that you're tired. And I'm and like, and I'm just like, well, that's okay. And so I did, I took a lot more naps and it did help, but it was just, I think I needed someone to tell me that. Yeah. Well, and we want to read into everything. Like, exactly. I mean, like, as you're saying that, of course, where my mind goes is like, I mean, being exhausted could also mean you're depressed, but Ooh, that's true. I mean, that's a really good point. Yeah. It, it could might. just also mean you haven't been getting enough sleep, right? Like, right. It could mean a lot of things. It could mean that you're malnourished. Maybe you're iron deficient. Maybe you just need to see a doctor. You know, you never know. Or dehydrated. Yeah. Dehydrated is huge. Huge. I have a hard time staying properly hydrated in the winter. I think that yes. like, because it's not hot out, I'm like, eh, I don't need as much water. I don't think I think this consciously, but it's so real. Like it's such a real thing. So yeah. Okay. Well, go, please. Oh, really quickly. It also takes a lot more energy out of your body just to be awake and alive during the winter. Like it Ooh. takes a lot of energy to stay warm, which I think is another reason we're cold up. We're tired all the time. Exhausted. That's so real. Like, it's like, it's like being like the bear, you yes. know, they like, they're just like, no, peace out. We're just going to get skinny and sleep <laughs> for six months. Like we're like, it's so real though. That's so true. It's just, it does. It takes a lot more energy and it takes a lot more like thinking energy even like, okay, what am I going to wear? So I'm comfortable outside. What am I going to do today? Like, do I have some hot tea? Do I have like, I mean, that's actually, those are like, that's real energy. Like, yes, it might seem like, well, no shit it's winter, but like, you don't have to think about that shit in the summer. Not when it's Mm. warm. Yeah. All the layers. Oh my goodness all of the layers, so many layers, and they're all chunky layers. None of them flattering. So incredibly flattering. Um, okay. So this article though, for people who might not be able to read it. So the other tips that Karen and I have not mentioned is one is become a sprinter, not a marathoner. And basically like the idea is that sprinters invest 100% of themselves in every race. And the idea is that like, 
humans operate best when they move between spending and renewing energy. So maybe don't put a hundred percent of your energy. Like some, I remember like being in some, some, one of my clients a long time ago, I was like, I don't understand what this is. And he's like, don't try so hard. Like just do less. (laughs) And I was like, well, what do you mean? And like, it's just like, I just don't think like that. So yes. So that's one. Another one is substitute self-observation for judgment. So that speaks for itself. Um, where is it? Oh God. There's so this many. last one make someone else's life better. I love that. Right. That really does go a long way. Yeah. And it benefits you. It benefits them. I'm trying to pick out a sentence in here about it. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's really just a wonderful, it's wonderful to put positive energy out in the world because it will come back to you. I really do believe that. Totally. And it could be something as easy as just texting someone. Like I'm thinking of you, you don't have to text back. Like, you know, here's a heart emoji. Like, that's nice. Like that's so such a nice sentiment. And the last one I think is, um, let's see, when you feel bad, remember that's not the whole story. So that is so huge. And, you know, like, you know, when you get triggered, notice that like, take a deep breath and notice when your body is feeling tension. Um, and just noticing that allows you to gain some distance from that reaction and then turn to your attention to a place where your body is actually feeling calmer and relaxed. So like knowing that feeling bad is not the entire story. Like that's so powerful. So anyway, winning with this Harvard business review article, Karen, thank you so much. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you. And yeah, I'm just glad you were into it. And I just want to say one last thing about this survival zone that really struck me is he's kind of describing (laughs) well, kind of what it is. And it says, um, People in this zone, if this is you, you might be in the survival zone. People in this zone are anxious, impatient, irritable, fearful, and self-critical. <sighs> Take a deep breath, everybody. If any of those are you. If any of those are you, or if any of those are you sometimes and not other times, like, I think we can dip in and out of survival. Like there's, you know, we're all humans. Any emotion that you have is normal. It's just it's good to name them. Like I like naming them like survival zone is a name of something. And so that like takes me out of it a little bit, which is helpful. Yes, completely. Well, it's been wonderful seeing you, Karen. And thank you everyone for listening. We will see you next week.